You're listening to From the Clubhouse, a National Club Golfer podcast. So here we are again, England in the throes of a national lockdown and golf courses closed. When will they open? Who knows, and that uncertainty has once more left clubs grappling with furloughs, finances and fixtures. How are they navigating this latest shutdown? What have they learned from the experiences of last March and November? And how do they plan for this coming year when restrictions are relaxed once again? So as the coronavirus pandemic continues to bite, I was joined on the NCG podcast by the directors of Skipton Golf Club in Yorkshire to discuss all this and more. So I'm very pleased to welcome to the NCG podcasts the directors of Skipton Golf Club. So we've got uh, director Chris Payne. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Steve. And John Chaxfield. Welcome, John. Thanks very much, Steve. Good morning. Uh, Director as well, Roger Moore. Welcome, Roger. Thank you, Stephen. Good morning. And uh, 2021 captain Ian Sewell. Ian, welcome. Uh, thanks, Stephen. Good to be here. So here we are again, gentlemen. Uh, we're into a lockdown in England for the third time. Uh, this is a very similar lockdown, I think, to the to the first in that it's open-ended as we speak. I don't think any of us know when we're going to be getting back out on the golf course again. So, Chris, how is this affecting Skipton? Well, I think I think first of all, from a from a member's point of view, it's it's frustrating in that we we can't be out there playing. I mean, the the weather's not doing us any favours, which which helps a little bit in terms of uh, not many golfers want to be out there playing. Um, in terms of the the, the club and, and the board and and how we're feeling, many sleepless nights really we've had over the last the last year and probably going into this year around what what. What's going to be the next step? What are we going to do? How are we going to move forward? Um, fortunately, from our side of things, we we are in a, a reasonable position as a as a club, but we have to make some really difficult decisions at the moment. And uh, Ian, I mean, for your role as captain, uh, it's a very special occasion to be a captain of a golf club, and I imagine that that the year's been been trying for you at times. Yeah, it's just, it's very difficult to be able to um, organise the golf in the way that you would want to do that. I think um, through 2020, um, I think our expectation was that we wouldn't get a full year in. But we did start playing golf in May, which was earlier than anybody uh, anticipated. And so we did manage to get a full year of golf in terms of uh, all the competitions that we wanted to play. But there was very little room for manoeuvre and we didn't really have any any what you'd call sort of fun golf competitions or any any opportunities for the for the club to make any money um, in terms of you know um, sponsorship and stuff like that through different things. Um, I think that to the to that extent the club have asked me to do the captaincy for the second year to try and so that at least I get some enjoyment out of it as well. That's quite um, that's quite good. I think this time the the uh, because the lockdowns in the winter um, I think it does it does help us a little bit because you know there aren't. All the members obviously don't want to play in the winter through. So we're hoping, anticipating that by the time this lockdown comes, um, finishes, that we will be in a position to have a full 
uh, a full year of, of normal golf. Um, and I just think everybody's looking forward to that. And that's important for you, Ian, isn't it? Because, you know, being a, a captain of a, of a private members club, there are a lot of occasions, aren't there, that make it very special events and dinners, presumably most of which you weren't able to have last year. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we, we had hardly any functions. In fact, I don't think we had a single function in the, in, in the clubhouse last year. So everything was uh, everything was cancelled, the members' dinner, um, anything that we were going to do in terms of sponsorship and, and uh, raising money for charities and stuff like that. So we did manage to do quite well on the charity front through Captain's Day, uh, President's Day, various things that we, that we organised, mainly through raffles. But um, we, we didn't, again, mm. miss, miss lots of opportunities. And hopefully those, those will come back this year. Presumably, gents, um, you're kind of old hands now at dealing with lockdown, having gone through it in March and then again in November. Was it easier this time uh, to put together the things in place that you needed to? Yeah, I think it was. This is John. It's. Uh, um, I, I think it was easier this time around. The first time we were feeling our way through it, we didn't really. Um, it was totally unprecedented. Uh, we'd never done anything like that before. I had to organise around a lockdown. Um, but uh, third time round, I think uh, our members also um, know exactly what, what needs to be done in terms of safe golf, um, in terms of, um, you, you know, the expectations. Um, hopefully, this is going to be the last one and uh, we can move on from there. From a financial side as well, John, we've we've probably learned about how we can um, help support the club better going forward in terms of the, the, the grants that are available, but also in terms of how we um, work with with staff to, to help them as well. Yeah, that's that's for sure, Chris. Um, the the help that um, that is available from government grants, uh, loans. Uh, rate relief etc um we're familiar now with how to uh, administer that and without without those things we we would have been in uh, in in some serious situations uh you know it, it it doesn't replace golf it doesn't replace the catering and hospitality that we've all enjoyed over the um over normal years but, but it's it's been it's it's been a lifeline for us really. Let me bring you in, Roger. I mean, from a from a member's point of view, how much support have you had from the members as you've had to navigate your way through this process? Because I'm, I imagine, I mean, for all golfers, I'm a, I'm a member myself. You know, it's frustrating when you when you can't play. But have they really got behind the club as you've had to deal with these situations? Uh, absolutely, I think we were all. Going back to May, last May, very pleasantly surprised by the amount of A, the understanding, the compliance, but also the support we got as a club through competitions and our own club competitions and open events, which were absolutely fully booked um, throughout the golf or the golfing season as it was last year. And I think it's left us in a in a position where we're pretty optimistic about going forward, certainly on the golfing side. Uh, we've got a fantastic course. We've got a loyal membership. We've got a membership that is, is growing 
in numbers, and all of that puts us on a, a good footing to look forward to, to 2021. At the same time, the pause that we have at the moment gives us an opportunity to look at what we're doing and how we're doing it, and hopefully come up with offerings, not only on the golf, golfing side, but also on the hospitality front that will prove attractive to members and, and visit, visitors alike once we can play golf again. And one of the big changes that you have made as a, as a board and a, as a committee um, has been to move your renewals, hasn't it? I think one of the things that I'm worried about for, um, for traditional golf clubs who would normally have an April renewal is if we have this lockdown that carries on until March, um, is there going to be a drop off from some players who effectively had five or six months without golf? But, but you guys have changed your renewals, haven't you, at Skipton? And that probably puts you in, in much better shape for when, for when subscription time comes around. Yeah, I think we were uh, one of the uh, minorities of club clubs, actually, that made, uh, took the decision to, to move our, our membership year. Um, we felt it was only fair when the first lockdown occurred that we were still able to offer 12 months golf for the, uh, for a, for the normal 12 month subscription. And so we moved our membership year to start on the 1st of June from, from the 1st of April. Um, we obviously took a, a hit on that financially, uh, but I think that's gonna work in our favor uh, moving forward. And uh, so, so that's now a permanent change. I think, uh, this is Ian by the way, I think that was um, key to want to maintain the support from the members. I think, um, that decision along with uh, we spent a lot of time making sure that the communications between the decisions that the board were making and the members was um, given on a weekly basis through our normal uh, email newsletter um, and we had lots of uh, lots of responses from members saying that that was really key to um, you know maintaining the interest in the club making allowing people to be aware of what was going on the reasons why we were making certain decisions and the like um, and I think that alongside the extended membership did us a lot of good. I think we made some good decisions there. I think the other, the other thing that we've done through this al alongside that is uh, expanded and changed our membership offer to suit the way people are working and going about family life at the moment. So, you know, we've, we, we don't just have a traditional kind of seven day membership. We have a, a, a six day offering, a five day offering, we've revamped our country membership to be able to allow more flexibility from people to play golf uh, with the new lifestyle that they've got. How has the last uh, 10 months or so, and it'll be a year, won't it, by the time we get through this, how has this been for you as directors? Because, I mean, clearly you're volunteers, you do it because you uh, love the club, and, and yet you've had to deal with an unprecedented situation, really, that none of you could ever have foreseen. And it's Roger here. I think I, I would comment, my comment to that would be that we, uh, certainly those around the microphone at the moment, have all come from uh, substantial business environments uh, fairly recently. And it's something we're pretty used to adapting to, to changing circumstances. I think we've gone, gone about it 
in a very open-minded but very constructive fashion rather than sort of throw our hands up in the air and say oh it's uh, it's all gloom and doom mm. you know there's been a willingness and still is a willingness to to come out of it um positively I think it's probably something that we hadn't anticipated for sure. <laughs> you know, when you do, when you volunteer to go on a committee or a board um, of a golf club, um, you don't expect to be faced with this this sort of situation. Um, we, we've we're very very lucky in Skipton, and that we've got uh, a superb uh, board of directors and 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 the various committees. Um, very dedicated, very committed people. And, um, you know, we've all had to, um, I would say, make extraordinary efforts uh, and put a lot of hours in to, to see ourselves through this situation. But, but we're all very, very confident uh, moving forward that we're in control and uh, that the club will come out of this all the stronger. I think one challenge when you sat in the clubhouse trying to have a board meeting and you spread out across the clubhouse with a mask on is figuring out who's speaking as well. That's half the challenge. <laughs> it's very true, yeah. So let's uh, look forward if we can. Um, and we hope that this lockdown um, will be as short as possible. But I mean, I, I think as we speak now, there's the likelihood that... Um, it could be March before we're realistically playing golf again. How, how does Skipton come out of this particular lockdown and how positively are you looking towards the future? What sort of things are you doing that'll, that'll bring Skipton out in good shape? I think, um, I think one of the things that we, that we um, will be able to tell you about is, and the members are aware of this, is that we have been um, able to take advantage of the, um, uh, the loans that were available from the government and um, we're looking to um, uh, build an in integrated swing studio into the professional shop, something that we feel that's uh, necessary for a, a golf club of our standing and one that will be a, a big asset for the members. Um, I think that's one financial thing. Um, other than that, I think there'll be, um, if it follows the same uh, pattern as last time, I think there'll be a, an, a, a big enthusiasm um, from the members to come back and play. Um, the biggest problem we had was accommodating <laughs> accommodating enough time slots for everybody to play when everybody came back in, in May last year. I'm sure if it's March this year, it's a little bit colder, it's a little bit early in the season, and some of the uh, some of the non-winter golfers won't be coming back, but I do anticipate that um, there'll be a big influx of members wanting to play golf again, and um, we get a lot of support from that respect. I think like um, like Roger said as well, you know, the, the, the programme of open events that we have throughout the year last year was was fantastic. And uh, I think this year, again, we've as soon as we get open, we, we have uh, a whole host of opens ready to go. I think the first one, the seniors open is at the end of March. Hopefully that's a that's a go. And, and again, we're, we're fully booked. You know, we we also have a. Um, uh, at the start of a brand new gender gender equal scratch tournament this year, the Dales Trophy, which I think could be a fantastic event if we if we get that 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 clearance sooner rather than later to uh, to get back and get the course uh, ready and 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 uh, get members back on the course uh, and visitors back on the course as soon as we can. It was interesting that um, you talked about um, the demand that you're that you're probably expecting um, from members uh, when we return in March, and obviously you 
um, being through that in May when it was really, really unprecedented. So you've got that to draw back on. But how do you keep members happy in that situation? Because it's a balancing act, isn't it? Um, you know, there'll be some who will want to play and some who might not get the times that they possibly want. And trying to keep everyone happy in, in that situation um, feels, feels like quite a tricky scenario. So how can you manage that and how did you manage it back in May? Well, the way we managed it back in, in May was we uh, we restricted the amount of time that people could book forward. So I think we started off with a three-day booking system. So you can only book three days in advance. And unfortunately, <laughs> on the time that it was open the next day, everybody, the, the, most of the slots had gone, gone within the first half an hour. Yeah. That did sort of fall off after a couple of weeks uh, when we were able to extend it to a week. And I think it was probably six or seven months before we extended it to our normal sort of social golf was a, a month ahead and competitions were probably, I think it's halfway through the month you're able to book for the following month. Um, and, and even even now, should I say not now, but before with the, this lockdown, the, uh, the, the demand for places for competitions was as strong as ever. Um, and I mean, to be fair, we have had some comments from members not being able to um, find spaces. So we've just tried to do our best to extend the amount of time available for competitions. So for example, we've moved um, our Saturday competitions, we've moved all over into Sunday morning for a couple of hours, um, not exclusively, but giving men members the opportunity to play in that same competition. Obviously it's winter golf. Um, it's slightly different from, from, from the summer offering, but um, that, that's how we did it last time. And I, I imagine, uh, I imagine something similar this time, to be honest with you. It's not something we've, we've discussed up to now, but I can't imagine going back on a monthly basis because all, all of the slots have just been booked up and some people will be excluded. So we need to be, need to be careful, uh, respectful of the members that can and can't uh, access the booking system at certain times. Um, so I, I would imagine something similar when we get, when we get back playing again this year. How positive are you as a club about the the 2021 season ahead? I mean, if, if the vaccinations go as planned and we're able to uh, put down some of the social distancing that we've all had to endure over the last year, um, and we've got all these members who are really keen to play in competitions and are, and are still booking as quickly as you've suggested that they might, I mean, this could be the best season ever, couldn't it? I think it's Roger here. I, I... I have to say, personally, I'm very optimistic. And I say that in the light of our experience last year after we reopened, as we've already said, the, the, the footfall on the court was at capacity for a very significant yeah. Yeah. part of the time. I think that will carry over, particularly um, on two fronts. One with members who, as we said earlier, we've been very careful to communicate with proactively and tell them some of the plans and projects we have to enhance the value of the club to them as members, like the swing studio. Um, but also given the, the tremendous support we had for Opens, the number of players in the Opens last year who came and said, oh yeah, we'll be here next year. So um, a lot of the, the success that we have will depend on things being delivered that are outside our control. But I think as far as the club is concerned, we're ready and raring to go. Yeah, I think so. I think one of the benefits that we have at Skipton is you're talking to four like-minded people that look at the world in a very optimistic view. 
and I think the remainder of the, of, of the board is the same. And I think while you have that optimism and you look towards the future with a positive attitude, that kind of rubs off on the club and the members. Um, and that's what we've tried to do over the last 12 months, maintain a positive outlook, um, even though things have not been that good. Finally, gents, uh, looking at, back at the experiences that you've had um, over this unprecedented period, what do you think you've, you've learned about yourselves and, and what have you learned about the golf club that perhaps you weren't aware of before you went through this all? It takes a lot more time to manage it than you ever thought. <laughs> I also think that we've we've been very lucky in in, in Skipton. We've we've um, we've got a fantastic course, a very challenging course in set in beautiful countryside. We've got a, a very loyal membership, and and our staff, uh, our small group of employees, have, have really shown. Uh, you know, they've been presented with some very difficult circumstances and they have to be congratulated on how they've handled it and how they've adapted to the, uh, to the situation. Uh, you know, hats off to, to, to the staff, hats off to the membership. And uh, as, as the guys have already said, we've got a really strong uh, board of directors who are... Uh, very keen to make it all work when we can get back to normal. There's nothing I can add to that. I think we we approach it as a challenge and one that we're ready, willing and able to, to face up to. I think just for me to add, as, as John said, you know, we're extremely privileged with the setting of the golf club and, you know, in a time when personal well-being and mental health is really challenging to be able to get out there and play golf and see the views that we've got. You know, if, if, if you haven't been to Skipton, have a look at the website, have a look at the Twitter account and look at the pictures that members post on there. The, the views are incredible. And from a personal well-being side of things, being out there is really important. I wish you all the best for 2021 at Skipton, gents. Thank you for joining me on the NCG podcast. Cheers, Steve. Every, every other club as well.